This is the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of December 20th. It's Christmas week. Naughty and nice list coming out from Santa to the drivers, uh, to this beautiful editorial staff of Kevin Kovac, Kyle McFadden, and Hall of Famer, almost there, uh, Todd Turner. Kovac, you're on the nice list though, right? I mean, you're okay. You're good. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, And also, I think, Derek is too. Guy said, "Daddy D Swab." Now it's been two weeks since he became a girl dad. So I uh, hope everything's going well over there at the Kessinger household. Uh, it's going great. Uh, December fourth. Uh, so two weeks ago, about um, getting dialed in. We're getting ready for Santa to come uh, come in. We got the Elf on the Shelf. We got all the big treats and goodies during the Christmas time, which. Uh, I'm so I'm bet you my dad and mom are very thankful that Elf in the Shelf wasn't a thing back when I'm growing up because sometimes it's very hard to remember to have a good idea for them. Uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, it was a great weekend at the Gateway Dirt Nationals. I think Brandon Shepard, Kevin Kovac will be on the nice list. I think Ricky Thornton Jr. will also be on the nice list because he went in bonsai for the win and just came up short, didn't hit Brandon. He actually just hit the wall. But Sheppy's been close before. Uh, kind of. Brought me back to the memories of him running the Summer Nationals when you have that elbows up bull ring type race. Uh, He was able to hold off the number one ranked driver in RTJ. He gets the job done for $30,000. I think it was a big time win. One he won't forget, obviously, for the money side of it, it's not his biggest. He's got plenty of those six-figure paydays. But all all in all, B-Shep is still fired up for that big St. Louis win. Yeah, Shepard's been sort of boom or bust in the Gateway Dirt Nationals. He has like a second, a third, a fourth. And all his other races were uh, were flat tires in the finale. He's been in every finale. Uh, one of only two drivers now. Him and Shannon Babb are now the only two drivers that have started all uh, seven of the forty lappers on Saturday night at Gateway. <clears throat> and so uh, he, he's he's been right there. Just hasn't been able to get through and break through and get the win. And this time, he got up on the wheel in the preliminary feature just to get into the locked in spot to finish third. Made some good moves to get by. Uh, Tanner English for that and then lock himself in. Didn't have to worry about, you know, going through those, you know, wild heat races or qualifiers on Saturday. Uh, gets himself in there, picked, uh, picks a good spot, front row spot for the feature, gets into the lead right away and, and, and leads the whole way. Uh, but there was no, you, you don't relax at, at a fifth mile indoor track. I mean, there was no calmness that, you know, that he had. You had to run hard and especially when he noticed on the big screen, that Thornton was coming in those last laps and then, and he was able to, you know, hold on. And then the, the thing that struck me the most was when Shepard got out of his car in victory lane. Uh, again, you, this is a record crowd for, uh, for the nationals, for the gateway dirt nationals. And that place just erupted for him. I mean, it, it's not even, this wasn't, there was no booze mixed in there. This was like every person it seemed like screaming and yelling and cheering for Brandon Shepard, and I think that really shows you how popular uh, this driver is. I mean, he's he's hard to not like. Obviously, he's not a guy that's going to have a lot of controversy around him, or you know, or, or running into people, or saying stuff about people that that, that you know that are that's going to get people mad. He just is a good guy, uh, and a heck of a racer. 
in and this is home area, you know, an hour and a half from New Berlin. And here, oh man, the place went nuts. That might have been one of the biggest, uh, you know, ovations a dirt late model driver uh, has ever had. I mean, where else do you get that many people? So it sounded really, really cool. Yeah, B Shep gets the job done. Uh, nice little wrap there. Had the coffee sponsor. I don't know, B Shep getting these crazy sponsors here the last <laughs> couple of years. His, uh, his PR team and marketing team getting after it. Uh, his, uh, Justin Cook and company getting them some good uh, PR time there at the Gateway Dirt Nationals. A lot of people watching, so good to get new sponsorship in the racing world as well. Uh, Kyle McFadden, you were on the grounds as well. What stuck out the most with Sheppy getting the job done and getting the big $30,000 payday? I had somebody text me a photo. It says, Brandon Shepard kind of looks like Hasbula. So I like, posted a photo, and I'm going to start calling him Shep's Bula. So uh, big win for uh, the new Berlin driver. Absolutely. It was um, it was my first gateway experience. So when, you know, as Kevin mentioned there, uh, it's the largest, it, it was definitely the largest ovation that I had ever heard from a driver or, or just um, applause and approval and just uh, sheer uh, reaction shown toward a driver. So uh, but the whole gateway, uh, that Saturday night, right. And the buildup on Thursday and Friday and, and it's, uh, just like watching, you know, I take myself back to that Friday night when, I mean, you, you have to go back to that Friday night when Brandon Shepard was running fourth with four laps to go. Right. I mean, if, if he wouldn't have ran down Tanner English, uh, with three laps left, I think that's when he passed them. Uh, he wouldn't have been in position to get into that top six and then ultimately land on the pole. Right. So, um, I mean, you, you have to go back to, to that Friday night when the track too was, uh, a lot different than Thursdays. Thursdays was really glassy, smooth. Um, really like I didn't see an, an issue at all with, with either track surface all week. It was, I thought it was cool to, to have, um, you know, just a, a, a really smooth, um, nothing crazy on Thursday night. And then Friday, obviously, uh, was a little different, uh, more so Saturday night's racetrack and the more of the gateway that we're used to. Uh, but really, um, you know, that Friday night when Brandon Shepard got up on the cushion, a little bit of a, uh, a preview for what we were going to see there on Saturday um you know that that track widened out or, or or that 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 top came in for him right at the right time and you know as you mentioned Derek it's uh you know I didn't watch Brandon Shepard growing up like you did but you know you you can go back and and watch the old highlights and the reels on a uh, dirt on dirt here and, and and it's it's very uh reminiscent of uh you know how he came to be as a as a star how his star has risen in the sport so um and so yeah uh, not a whole lot really stood in his way on, on Saturday there, but I mean, look like it's, uh, navigating lap traffic there, um, is, is, uh, inevitable at the dome. And so, um, no, a, a really exciting feature on Saturday. Um, and then also Ricky Thornton jr. Too. I mean, that, that guy, um, he was fifth with 10 laps to go and, the odds then at the dome are like, you know, if, if obviously if you're not in the top two, you don't really have a shot. Uh, and somehow he made his way in the second, 
just uh, a remarkable last 10 laps there just to even have a shot. And so um, my first gateway experience checked all the boxes and uh, you know, it's um, you know, to, to see a, a guy like Brandon Shepard land in victory lane, obviously not surprising whatsoever. And uh, just kind of shows his, um, you know, just, just how versatile he still is or continues to be, you know, as a racer, he can win on the big tracks. He can win at Eldora. He can win on a track uh, like the domes temporary fifth mile. So not a lot of drivers can say that they can do that. Right. Uh, but Brandon Shepard, he's one of them. So Todd, the gateway dirt nationals, I feel like obviously for Tyler Carpenter, it catapulted his career. He's like the villain slash favorite. He's like the Scott Bloomquist of that place. They boo or they're cheering crazy for him. There's no denying that. For Shannon Babb, he wins that first race. I think it kind of maybe made his career more relevant. Sorry, Shannon. Like uh, maybe another five to ten years just because that first night he put on a show there with Daryl Lanigan and Scott Bloomquist. And he's kind of like the, the firstborn son of the, you know, the Dome. Bobby Pierce, he was winning summer nationals races. It kind of catapulted his career as well. He was very famous when he won his two. Well, for a guy like Brandon Shepard to win it, who's kind of in his, you know, peak golden years to win this race, what do you think it does for his career? I think it's a little bit different than the other guys who've kind of made some noise at their stages of their, uh, you know, racing career. Well, I think all the eyes are on the dome and so many people, of course, the huge crowd, so many people watching on streaming. I just think uh, what what happens there is things that are, you know, whether you wreck or you win or whatever, things that get remembered and somehow are kind of etched into our brain. You know, being at the only indoor race of the year, that sets itself apart from uh, everything else we see. So, so Brandon, you can tell winning – um, you know, again, $30,000, nothing to sneeze at, but certainly they race for lots more money in lots of different places throughout the season. But you can tell that this race meant something to him and that he recognized that ovation that he received uh, and what a big deal it is uh, uh, to win. You know, he said the excitement of, you know, winning in a place like that and having that crowd kind of close and and the noise and, you know, just everything about that is so uh, uh, makes that a special win, uh, no matter who it is, you know, a guy that's won hundreds of times uh, or a guy that wins his first race. Uh, uh, believe me, all those guys who have a checkered flag at the Dome, whether in a preliminary or the big race, uh, there's no doubt uh, they rank that uh, at the, near the top of their career, certainly a, a memorable victory. Yeah, memorable as well, just beating, you know, Ricky Thornton Jr. had that rate, late rally. So congrats to Brandon Shepard. Some other storylines, Kovac, while well, I was, you know, watching from afar. Uh, we were texting throughout the weekend. By the way, you did a great job being on the grounds there, ready to go, spurring the action. I know, like, sometimes speed's not necessarily your thing, but you got it done, and I thought you did a, I thought you did a phenomenal job there. I think you could be on air after your writing career is done, if you had to do something, maybe you get a little shaky with the keyboard or something, but you did very good. I'm, I'm being serious. You did awesome. But uh, the Jason Fager uh, incident uh, kind of with Carson Hosovar there, I think was probably the other big, big time storyline that a lot of people will remember from the 2023 gateway dirt nationals. Uh, maybe an overreaction from Fager, but he had a lot of posts after the race 
calling out keyboard warriors and stuff like that. Definitely a, a thing that got the crowd wound up a little bit. They keep punching the buttons like uh, Tyler Carpenter said, right, with the keyboard warriors. <clears throat> yeah, that was a heck of an incident there. Um, uh, it, it was – I was in the infield when it happened in the heat, and I, I thought that I just saw from where I was. I was all the way in one and two. It happened in turn four, obviously, right on the restart. And it looked like like Fegger had actually had bounced off the inside guardrail, but I didn't see how Hosevar had moved up a little bit in that Delaware double file. You know, he was he, he, you could see his nose go up there to to uh, Fegger's left rear. And so when, when Fegger tried to cut across the track to, you know, having that thinking he had the entire lane, Hosevar was there, kind of shoved him into the inside wall, pushed everybody out. <clears throat> it was just a, you know, kind of a bad situation, cut his tire. He was very angry. Now, you, you could debate whether he did the right thing, smashing him on the left side of the car. It, I, I didn't even, ex I wasn't, ex I just heard like a car just revving up like super high. I'm like, what the heck just happened? And I just caught the end of a, a Fegger, like his whole car up in the front end of his car, up on the side of a, of Hosevar's in the backstretch and it just ripped off the entire left side door of Hosevar's car. And that's sort of dangerous, you know, like you see those pictures and you see Fegger's, you know, front end in the window of, uh, of Hosevar's car. Probably would have been better to maybe hit him in the rear end, to, you know, get him mad or hit him in the left rear, cut his tire. Uh, but that's, that's part of the indoor race, that indoor race. People, I think, overreact. They do, you know, I mean, they get caught up in the moment. Uh, and there's obviously going to be a lot of contact. Uh, I think I've talked about, you know, like when somebody makes a, when you're just driving down the road and somebody makes a stupid move, they don't, they don't step on the gas fast enough at the red light when it turns green or somebody makes a stupid turn in front of you, you're cursing them out. You're sitting in your car cursing them out. So imagine what these drivers are doing at this little racetrack when somebody bumps into them constantly. They're, pro they're, they're, they're behind that helmet yelling and cursing and and then they get caught up in the moment and they want to go attack them you know and want to go retaliate and, and that's what Fegger did it's some probably not the right move uh you know to hit him in the left side but you know that's the dome i guess and and and, and cody summer had sort of in you know did, didn't discourage it let's just say that during the driver's meeting I think yeah. When, when he, I think Bobby yeah, he, said something. Yeah, when he kind of said that on a tweet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The first day where he said, uh, "We're going to be kind of like hockey, WWE. So when you do yeah. stuff, do it on the racetrack, and we'll you know settle it there. Don't do anything in the pits." Kind of. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. He said like, yeah, don't don't involve the mommies, the daddies, the sisters, the brothers, <laughs> uh, the girlfriends, the the everything. You know, don't involve all the other teammates. Sell it yourselves. You know and uh, and he also kind of warned them too. don't put my officials in danger either. Uh, you know, and so that, that's what happened on the racetrack. He did do it on the racetrack. Maybe the tactic was a little, you know, over the top considering he went right up on the door, but you know, it happened. And, uh, that's a yeah, promoter had kind of, uh, you know, not discouraged that from happening. So, uh, drivers are going to be a little more apt to do it when they, when they hear that, I guess. And it definitely gets the crowd going. Uh, but fortunately, you know, Hosevar wasn't in it. Like, I think he told, uh, Kyle, I mean, I might have had my hand out the side window or over to the side, uh, could have gotten it taken off the way that car was. So we don't need all that all the time, but man, it does. It that's part of the dome, I guess.
it's part of the dome, but look how uh, crowded it's getting. I think people love that WWE or, you know, the older race fans, WWF type thing where they love like the drama. I think they put something in the Kool-Aid where these drivers, you know, they have their wicks a little bit shorter, Kyle McFadden, when they go to the dome. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fumes getting to them, but a lot of more people are on edge for a race that pays a lot less than a lot of other races do throughout the year. Uh, it's not a points race. It's kind of just like off by itself. But people come in ready to go, and they're ready to bring the boxing gloves out. And obviously it's shown the last couple of years. But I think that's part, if you ask some of the fans that show up, that's part of the charm of the plays. Absolutely. I think, you know, the drivers by now, competitors, fans, I mean, you even look around like some of the fans that they interviewed this this weekend uh, take advantage of the limelight and the spotlight shown on them right i think uh the the overall party vibes the party pit if you will the wwe uh just entertainment factor of it right it just seems like everybody um everybody uh finds another level finds more ways uh to enjoy themselves at the dome and you know, it's, it's really, um, you know, about the Fegger host of our incident. Um, you know, I, I think Jason Fegger had every right to retaliate. I don't see anything wrong about him retaliating in and of itself, but yes, uh, driving up the driver's side door of Carson Hosovar's race car, it, thankfully his hand wasn't out the window or his arm, or he wasn't looking like with his helmet or, uh, Thankfully, that wasn't happening or that didn't happen because, you know, that it, it uh, you know, that would have been maybe a different story. But thankfully, it, it wasn't. And uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, like Jason Fegger, I did a whole story on this, so I'm not going to regurgitate that. But uh, basically what he said is, is, is um, um, you know, he he had his reasons for why he was upset. Uh, Delaware double file restart. Uh, I mean, he, I mean, that's, that's, that's how he kind of uses all of the racetrack to, uh, get the best launch he can on the restart. You know, he's always done that. Uh, but a guy like Carson Hosovar, who's ran a handful of dirt late model races, if that, um, you know, he doesn't know like the code of conduct, so to speak on a Delaware double fall restart. So just honestly, it's just a racing incident, right? It's just a byproduct of the dome. So, um, but yeah, no, it's um, definitely like, but like we will be seeing that clip, you know, probably going into uh, next year's dome on some sort of hype video, some sort of promo video. And so obviously that's, that's, uh, you know, what you want for continuing to promote the event that it is. And uh, Hey, I mean, it's, uh, it's the dome, right? It's like racing in the winter, as uh, Don, Don O'Neill famously said a few years back. Uh, Todd, but, I mean, we go to races a lot. You've covered a lot. I feel like just the language and the F-bombs, they, people just start just saying whatever they want. I'm telling you, there's something in the air in that place where it just brings out our outrageous, uh, crazy comments or interviews before they even think about it. Yeah, I hope you put your earplugs in uh, all the children in your house. You know, you don't want to upset anybody. Uh, um, yeah, I think it becomes a little bit where people have seen how things happen, have happened. 
not just the fans interviewed, but the drivers and everybody. Everybody's kind of ramped up, uh, as we said, uh, 10 already. And I think uh, they kind of maybe go over the line or maybe they're looking for that viral moment, um, which, I don't know, I guess that's part of the fun. I think it's a little, uh, um, it plays a little better if it's occasional instead of every single time we stick a microphone in somebody's face. But uh, but I get it. You know, the the everything's ramped up. It's uh, lots of people there. Those fans getting interviewed are, I guess, on the, you know, you're, you're right in the middle of the dome. You're kind of part of the story and part of the action for a bit. So um, we definitely, uh, definitely got that going on. I will say about the retaliations, I'm all for, I think, again, it's part of the dome and all that stuff, but uh, that there's no disqualifications or anything is a is a little bit you know you might just throw a DQ at somebody if they're already knocked out anyway uh, because you don't want to, to get completely out of hand you know we talk about what has happened and luckily nothing has been you know over the many years we've seen these things nothing terrible has gone on but you don't want it to to be a situation where there's uh, some kind of misbehavior that causes an injury or causes some problem with no repercussions at all. So, um, yeah, it's the dome, as they say, right? That's that's a whole thing. It's 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 the dome. And just scrolling right back to you, Todd. They opened up the balcony or the upper level. Seemed like a decent sized crowd was up in that part of it. Uh, where do you see this event going? We started in 2016. We had the off year of COVID. That was the seventh year running. Are we going to get this thing like completely more and more people were almost sold out on the top too, because it seems like it's still building up a whole bunch of steam. I'm impressed. Uh, in all honesty, the first year we went there, it, you know, I, I'd never been in the building before, but it's so huge. And then you're like, Oh look, our fans are just in this little, you know, a relatively small area of it. So to now expand and, and be using those upper levels and, and uh, that that's impressive. And I think, I think this is definitely a word of mouth race and a race where people see it on streamy or something. Uh, it's desirable to go to, you know, you don't have to worry about being cold. You don't have to worry about the weather. You know, you're right there at the arena. Um, you know, you see how fun it is. I think it, it it's, it's a race that sells itself. Uh, much better maybe than just some other random race. So, so who knows? We, uh, I would not be surprised if the, the, the crowd uh, size continues to grow uh, in the coming years. Right. I know we race all year round, but some people's last race might have been in September and October. They had a couple months off. They want to go to the Dome, and then some people might not see a race until March or April in the Midwest if they're not going to go to Speed Week. So it's in a good spot, especially in that Midwest where you might not see racing for four or five months. So that's also a little bit part of it, too, and as well just the theatrics. Uh, Kovac, how was the crowd? Were they getting rowdy and animated? Uh, they almost got animated, though, for Steve Shepard Jr. I thought he was going to go on Trevor there. I thought he was going to go Super Shep 2.0, but I think he would have jumped over the car. He's gotten a little skinnier, too. I think he would have jumped completely over the car with that vertical he had back in the day. Yeah, the 48-year-old Steve Shepard Jr., but although thinner, yes, he was thinner than he was 34 years old, when he uh, did his super shep, shep act back in 2009 at Highland on Dennis Serb Jr. Uh, I think a lot of people were when, you know, when T Trevor got into him on that, uh, <clears throat> that heat race on Friday night. And while, while Shepard was leading, gave him a flat tire, knocked him out. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they were like, man, this is the dome. He's going to, he's going to do it. He's going to do super shep. Um, but that was one of the biggest, you know, uh, 
demonstrations of restraint that you'll get at the dome because you know i talked to him afterwards and and, and he did he went and talked to to Trevor, but there was no anger there there was no he didn't go over there to attack him or anything and, and he said he goes i i realize that you know i'm i'm a little wiser now and and um uh, you know and i've done that to, to drivers i mean i've done that i was younger once like trevor and and i've done these dumb things before and uh to other drivers and, and so i'm not going to go crazy on it you know this it's too it's too life's too short basically he was saying to to do that so good on him i mean he, he had a reason to be mad um but because trevor admitted that he that he went in there a little hard and, and got into his left rear so but yeah, um, thankfully there wasn't another incident because we can only have so many incidents, you know, then it's overkill after you get too many of them. But, uh, but that crowd was pretty, I mean, when, right when I was like going in on Saturday, you know, earlier in the afternoon, it was like, there's a lot of people here. I mean, you just walked out outside. I tried to go get a sandwich, like, you know, a little before noon at the, at a place right down the street line out the door line out the door across the street at the barbecue place line out the door down the block at the burger place i mean every place that starbucks was over there i mean they had like three people working there and 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 there was more people waiting for a coffee than there were even in line and the line was long so and it was all racing people i don't think there'd be anybody there if there wasn't racing people downtown on that saturday that's what's so crazy and and it shows how how many people were there the, the amount of I took one picture where people were all like right about race time. Uh, the amount of people that were waiting to get their pit passes, like in the one in the one spot, it was just <laughs> there were a lot of people, a lot. And so it's no surprise that they opened up that you, you just felt that there was more there than there's been in the past. Um, hopefully, I mean, that that's a that's a sign that that there's it's popular. People want to go. It's an entertaining thing. It also shows there's nothing else going on. I, I think because uh, there's people from everywhere. When, when Trenton Berry does talk to people in the stands, here's somebody from Minnesota. Here's somebody from Mississippi. Here's somebody from North Dakota. Here's somebody from Pennsylvania. Here's, I mean, Tennessee. I mean, it, it's covering everywhere. And I think that kind of points out, like, when there's no other race going on, you put everything in and you can get more people from all the dirt track world all over the place. It's a, you, you can get a big number and like the world 100 and the dream. I mean, these races are all running against other races now. I mean, there's no other, it's, it's not like every other racetrack shuts down. Imagine if every racetrack in the whole country shut down for the world 100 and people didn't have an option to go to their local track that weekend anywhere like this, this go, you want to go somewhere, go to the world 100. It could probably even be bigger. Uh, so I, that, that's what I kind of think about when I see that big crowd, and, and it was it was a it was amazing uh, how many people are there. Yeah, a lot of people there will be interesting to see. I know that they have one year left on the contract, so we'll see if you know Cody Summer and gang in the city of St. Louis and the Dome uh, wants to keep the racing there. And I hope next year everybody shows out even more like they did this year and just say, hey. Racing deserves a spot in St. Louis in December. Uh, let's see if we can get something done. But I think I think for the future, I think we'll have that race, uh, you know, going on after the 2024 Gateway Dirt Nationals. But all in all, it was a great weekend. Brandon Shepard, $30,000 richer. Let's end the show really quick with one more thing. Kovac, how about you? 
I'll just note, uh, Shannon Babb had a different uh, little look to his car, had kind of black, blue, white, and like yellow outlines and stuff on, on everything. And that was a little, little different look for him. I'm like, well, what, what is this Shannon? Why, why do you have this, uh, you know, different color scheme? And it actually, it's, it's Petroff towing, a sponsor Petroff towing's, uh, colors, you know, it's kind of their, their scheme. And, um, and it's the 75th anniversary it's coming up on the of Petroff towing. So he's kind of doing it in, in honor of, a his uh, owner, uh, his car, longtime sponsor, car owner, Ed Petroff, uh, who was at the race. I, I, I did see him there. I think it was, might've been Friday. I, I saw him there. I mean, my probably was there Saturday too, but I, I did see him on Friday. And, uh, you know, that's a sponsor that's been around there, St. Louis area also. So uh, Shannon did a little, uh, little tribute to him. And I think he might keep it, you know, during the 2024 season too. You might, you might see that again. All right, yeah, Shannon Babb always uh, with the Petroff towing on the side of his car for a very long time. One of the great people in our sports. A good shout-out there, Kovac. My one more thing is uh, this week we released the top five races throughout the year, five through one. Got some uh, expert analysis from Kovac and a few others. I think Gordy Gundaker was on there yesterday for one of the tracks that made it. Uh, So be sure to check those out. Those are fun to make as we close it out with uh, races this week and the next week's will be moments as well, which we had some great ones that we will remember for the 2023 season. So just keep your browsers locked in at dirtondirt.com every morning as we release those uh, early in the AM. So uh, good coffee uh, watching material and getting ready for work if you want to check those out. It'll be greatly appreciated. A lot of hard work went into those. Uh, Todd Turner, how about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll follow you there and do a little more log rolling for Dirt on Dirt's best of 2023 uh, coverage. Uh, the state-by-state capsules came out last week, and we try to detail um, kind of the lower-tier drivers, really, and kind of uh, from weekly racing to regional racing, uh, along with all the national stars. And it has state-by-state state, uh, the best comeback guys, the the new the new um, newcomers, uh guys that um, are most improved, things like that for each state. And we try to uh, cover lots of, uh, I mean, it's, it's literally hundreds of drivers included in that. Uh, so um, I recommend if you're a racer and you had a good year, go check out and see where you ranked in there uh, and definitely let us know uh, what you thought about the, the state capsules. We have a good time doing that every year and uh, I appreciate all the input and help and uh, all the tracks and series and everyone that helped us uh, compile that information. Yeah, it's a lot of work that goes into that. Also, you probably don't have to delete Illinois weekly drivers, Kevin Weaver, like he'll probably get a win there. So you can just keep it on for (laughs) next season for 2024. But uh, yeah, uh, it's good to see like Jose Park. I forgot that he had that 19 uh, race win streak. So if you go to each state, Check those out. Get some uh, glory from those weekly and regional drivers. So good job to you guys uh, picking up all that uh, from the 2023 season. Kyle, to finish this off real quick, what do you got? Yeah, so one fan made a comment uh, over the broadcast this past week at the Dome, and they wanted to see Rico Abreu in a dirt late model at the Dome next year perhaps. And uh, I texted Rico, you know, sprint car star, midget star. He – Late model fans might remember him coming out on Scott Bloomquist, I think, shoulders in 2018 or 19. Uh, there during the driver intros at the Dome. I texted him and said, hey, uh, some fan just uh, put you on the spot um, on the broadcast, uh, asking if you would 
run a dirt late model at the dome. And uh, he said, haha, probably not there with uh, a crying, like laughy emoji face. So uh, <laughs> had to ask Rico that. Uh, he seems to be open, though, to uh, giving dirt late models a shot at, at some point, but probably not the, not at the dome. Uh, so uh, had to had to follow up with him there for that one. Well, we get it. Rico's scared of the big dogs, late model racing. Uh, maybe next time, Rico. But yeah, you can come over and do the driver intros anytime. That was a that was always a, that was a great time there back in 2018. Uh, regardless, Dome 2023 is in the rearview mirror. mirror. Uh, pretty much racing's done for the year uh, as Brandon Shepard gets a big time win uh, to finish off the season. Uh, a lot of shenanigans happen. Great crowd. So excited what next year will bring. But everybody out there, enjoy. Your Christmas. Have a good holiday. Uh, we'll see you next week. We have a good special episode as well. Until next time, this is the Dirt Reporters. Keep your browsers locked in at dirtondirt.com. Infall Racing. We'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.